like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Huge Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. Welcome on in. Hope you're having a great Monday evening. A uh, perfect day out today. I'm not a guy that likes the heat. It was sunny. Um, oh, wearing a Sun record shirt. Look at that. Um, it was sunny throughout the day, most of the day, and then some clouds and overcast. And uh, my kind of weather um, for this time of year, August 2nd. We'll talk a little bit more about August 2nd as we go on a little bit further on. It's weird. When I first talked to Fat Mike about doing a podcast, he told me, I can, he goes, pick one of your days, pick when you like to do it. And I said, Mondays. Then I realized some of the people I'd like to have on on a Monday night, uh, it's difficult because sometimes there's games and the Sox are playing and the Cubs are playing. And I want to get Jesse Rogers on one of these days and he's always doing baseball and stuff like that. And then Grabber and Schuster Express, they grabbed Sunday night. So uh, that's a perfect night to do their show. But hopefully people can... Uh, Love the Mondays. I did it also for Mondays because it is Hubes, Views, and Brews. And a lot of breweries back in the day, a lot of breweries took Monday and Tuesdays off. They were closed so that they could brew their beer to sell it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But lately, they've been able to work it out so they're open uh, seven days a week. And they realize that the people, the beer drinkers and hell raisers, a little tribute to ZZ Top, RIP for uh, Dusty Hill, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, they realized that the beer drinkers want them open as much as possible. So uh, now they're open all the time. But Monday nights are fine with me. And as I do each and every week, I always start the show with a beer. And that's a good thing. This is a uh, toasted coconut golden ale from Skeleton Key. My guys over at Skeleton Key, they went over to Buckle Down Brewing in Lyons to brew the beer. And then they canned it, brought it over to Skeleton Key. And Emily and Paul and Vicky, they sold the beer. They sold four packs the other day. And uh, I stopped by, picked up a four pack of the Migratory. That's what this is, the uh, coconut, toasted coconut golden ale. Also picked up one of their um, their hazy IPA um, and also grabbed some of my favorite Don't Blink. I was drinking the Don't Blink last week, one of my favorites. So always put it in my, uh, or usually put it in my Showboat Saloon glass from uh, the Wisconsin Dells. Mm. Oh, it's great. It's a golden ale. It's got a little taste of coconut that you can get on the back of your tongue when it's done. Really, really tasty stuff. Hubes Views and Brews, sports and beer. So we'll get into a lot of beer. We've got Charles St. Clair from Black Horizon Brewing. Last time we had him on a couple of weeks ago, there were major technical problems. I'm praying that there are none today. We get a chance to talk with Charles. And uh, also my buddy Mike North will join us in just a couple of minutes. But if you're a sports fan, Talk about a great time, okay? You have the NBA draft was last Thursday. Now, the Bulls didn't have first-round picks, so not a lot of people paid attention to it unless you were a diehard NBA fan. And then what happens? They get Ayo DeSumo with the, their only pick in the second round, the 38th pick overall. The kid out of Illinois played really well, a 6'5 guard that can actually shoot a little bit and distribute the ball. Then you had the trade deadline on Friday and talk about all the deals that were made. We'll get into the Cubs and the White Sox. I wasn't the biggest fan 
of Craig Kimbrell coming to the White Sox. Now I know you you need bullpen pitching in the playoffs. I know the White Sox bullpen had let him down this year, but I didn't like getting rid of Nick Madrigal. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that wanted to keep Nick Madrigal. And um, I guess Garrett Crochet was the guy that the White Sox had offered, and the Cubs said no. They wanted Nick Madrigal. And uh, that's fine. Keep Crochet. He could be a starter in a year or two. And um, Cody Hoyer, bye-bye. That's fine. Cody Hoyer can leave. Everybody said, well, he's a young guy. He can figure it out. Good. Let him figure it out on the north side. I've seen enough of Cody Hoyer. Uh, Aaron Bummer's starting to figure it out a little bit. And I think the way Tony LaRusso is going to be able to run that bullpen in the back end of the bullpen, um, you get Tapera, who had a miserable first game, uh, gives up a homer, a single, a walk, and got booed by the uh, people over at Guaranteed Rate Field, all the fans, and big crowds last week, 37,000, 36,000. But uh, you look at it, you got Kopech, who struggled the other day against Cleveland, gave up five runs in one inning, but we haven't seen that much from Kopech. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the bullpen with Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks on the back end. Um, and then today, about two hours before the show, the Bulls work a deal and bring in Lonzo Ball. Uh, hopefully his father doesn't come with, but Lonzo Ball, now a bull, four years, $85 million, a sign-and-trade deal with New Orleans as um, Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick go to the Pelicans. So the Bulls have their point guard to go along with Zach Levine and Vucevic, Patrick Williams. So a lot of things to be excited about. We'll talk a lot about a lot of those in just a couple of minutes. The Cubs, man, oh, man, they got rid of everybody. Talk about a house cleaning. They did exactly that. First, Anthony Rizzo. Then they get rid of Chris Bryant, Javi Baez. And how amazing is they all hit homers on the first game they play with their new teams. Now, I was pissed. If you were listening to ESPN 1000 on Sunday, we looked it up. I was working with Mark Zander. I do on Sundays. This coming week, we're going to be on from 3 to 5.30, leading you into White Sox-Cubs baseball on a Sunday night. Um, and I said, look, Rizzo hit a homer in his first game. Baez hit a homer in his first game. Bryant was playing his first game Sunday. I said, what are the odds for him to hit a home run? We got to make some money on this. They were plus 600 at the time we looked it up, okay? So I said, this is great, plus 600. I put five, I get 30. I put 10, I get 60. And I'm a five and $10 guy. So that would have been nice for me. A nice little nice little coin, right? And no, I forgot, forgot all about it. And then I see a text um, or a tweet from somebody later in the day and says, hey, he did it too. Bryant goes deep. I said, damn it. That's what happens when you got other things on your mind. And, you know, I had other things on my mind yesterday, and we may or may not get into that throughout the course of the show. But Rizzo's gone. Baez's gone. Bryant's gone. Um, it was great listening to uh, Jed Hoyer from the Cubs and also Rick Hunt of the White Sox today as they were both on with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 earlier today. And I love that Jed Hoyer said, listen, I made these guys, these guys had offers. They had contract offers. They all thought they could make more money. They didn't want to sign early. Scott Boris is the agent for Chris Bryant, so you pretty much knew he wasn't going to sign early. They all thought they could make more money. Okay, well, now they're gone. Now they're two guys are in New York, one in San Francisco. Hoyer did a great job sending them to places where Baez wanted to go play with Lindor. Um, Rizzo goes out east, and Bryant goes out west. He's a Las Vegas kid. So he did them all favors, sends them to places where they can all be involved in pennant races here after you see where they went with the Cubs, after the Cubs had that 11-game losing streak earlier. So everything worked out for them. Um, 
But it was interesting to hear that uh, he wasn't pulling any punches. He said, hey, we made them offers that would stand up nowadays. And um, it'd be interesting to see if, in fact, um, down the road, one or two of them come back. I think the only one that might come back and that they may make an offer to is Anthony Rizzo. And when I say that to people, they say, you're crazy. He's older. He's a first baseman. I think he struggled a little bit of first base. His games with the Yankees already in the first over the weekend, he's playing tremendous first base, turning three six three double plays and everything else. That's the Anthony Rizzo that you expected to see constantly, but uh, we haven't quite seen that this year. Um, so the Cubs are um, a lot of young players in return, a lot of guys you won't see for a little while. You're not going to see them uh, for several years, I don't think. So we'll see uh, if Cub fans how they're going to deal with the new Cub squad, the new rebuild or whatever they want to say. They don't want to call it a rebuild, a reset, a retool. Who cares what they call it? They're going to have to put together a team that's going to challenge in a division where the Cardinals are going to try and get better. The Brewers are getting better. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Cincinnati Reds. But uh, one other thing I want to mention about the White Sox, and that is they're still not hitting. I know they took two out of three from Cleveland. I sound like one of those fans that just likes to bitch. And there have been times where that's me. I just like to bitch and moan and complain. But they're not hitting the ball. Tim Anderson's not hitting. Abreu's not hitting. He's getting hit as opposed to hitting. And Moncada, not only is he not hitting, he looks disinterested in the field and at the plate. He looks disinterested. I don't know what it is. And it's nice to have Sebi Zavala hit three home runs. It's nice to have Adam Engel going deep. Nice to have Brian Goodwin with a walk-off homer. He also homered on a Saturday night. It's nice to see all these things, okay? Actually, he homered Friday night when uh, the White Sox lost 12-11. to 11. They scored 11 runs. The bottom of their lineup, the 7, 8, and 9 hitters of Brian Goodwin, Adam Engel, and Sebi Zavala, had, they were 6 for 10 with 5 home runs and 9 RBIs which meant the rest of the team did crap. They did nothing. You cannot rely on Engel, Goodwin, and Zavala to win games. Now, it's nice to have them piecemeal things in and do stuff while the White Sox are struggling a bit with the bat, but you can't count on that. They've got to start hitting the ball. The pitching, struggling a little bit. Lance Lynn, Keuchel, Rodon, all struggling just a little bit, so we'll see how the starting pitching goes. As we uh, have a, the White Sox have a nine game lead in the division. That's nice. But if you remember 05, they had like a huge, like 15 game lead. And it got cut all the way down to like two or three before they held on and won the division, then went on and won the World Series in 05. So we'll talk some White Sox. We'll talk some Cubs. Uh, a lot to get into with my guest. And I'm thinking that Mike North may be here. North never misses a, uh, a start time, he's always there. Hey, Mikey, what's up? I'm having a good hair day. I, I'm checking it out right now, Fred. Hey, yes, look at that. I, I mean, I just woke up from a nap about uh, my third nap of the day about four hours ago. I'm feeling fresh. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How about you, man? Hey, you. who says you got a face for radio? You look great with that hair. I feel great. I play golf a couple times a week. I got a great life. Got a great wife, as you know, yep. baby, and uh, just having a good time out in the sticks now. I'm a country boy now. Uh, from Rush Street uh, to Main Street, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just been a great, great time, great transition working at ESPN and uh, uh, doing my stuff at Win Daily and, 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 and doing stuff with Bears Barroom, which I've been doing for a long time, doing stuff I want to do and enjoying it. 
Well, I was going to ask you that right off the bat. I want to talk to you about the sports and all the other stuff. But do you miss do you miss the daily grind, the Monday through Friday at all? If the money's right, I would. <laughs> I, I still got the fastball. If anybody yeah. ever made a big time offer, I'd go for it. Sure. Uh, but you know what? I don't worry about that. I never lived my life like that. I didn't get into radio until I was 39, 40 years old. Right. Uh, you know, I'm hearing about people with stress now. Well, you should have been around 1992. Exactly. You know, you, when everybody put their, their jobs on the line and they're, you know, to, to try to make a sports station. Uh, yeah. you know, succeed. And, uh, you know, to this day, uh, you know, I'm very blessed, feel good. And it's good to talk to you. I know things have, uh, have changed for you quite a bit. I keep up with you. You know, I love you. We had a yep. good time together. Always will. I'd like to say that I drank, uh, beer for beer up to 30 with you in Vegas, <laughs> up to 30. And then, uh, then I said, I'm feeling a little peaked. I'm yeah. feeling a little peaked. <laughs> we, we were the first ones to have that stupid snake. We yeah. had the snake in Vegas with all the Red right. and Jim Patterson going to get him. Yeah, that was us. It's funny. Um, that story in Vegas, we were there for the NCAA tournament. And because we were staying at Green Valley Ranch and that we yeah. <laughs> our show started at four. So we got there for, for we got there for the pre-show meeting at two thirty. It's like, my God, what the hell's going on? <laughs> the nice part was the NCAA tournament game started at nine. So we sat down and we just had Jen keep getting us beers. And oh, I yeah. counted, I counted 24, I think, for that day. But the funniest part was the next day on Friday, I came off the elevator. You were right there. I looked at you. Boy, I was wearing a green shirt and a green hat for St. Patty's Day. My face had to be green, too. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and then when I we did the show, we flew back, I flew back, then hopped in a car and drove to Peoria to be with my buddies for the state high school tournament. I remember. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, they had like a vulture. Yeah. Hey, those were the days, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I say all the time, that was the most fun I had both on and off the radio because oh, yeah. people always ask us, they say, wow, what was it like working for North? I said, it's great. I said, you get there. He said, how you doing? What are we talking about? I'll see you in an hour and a half. And then we met you in the studio at six o'clock and we went, we never did That's stupid it. meetings and none of this other stuff. We just got there. We knew what we were doing. And we just went. And that was yeah. it was the time of my life. It was awesome. I was very blessed. I'm very blessed. And I'll tell you what, Fred, uh, sports radio, uh, you know what, has, I think, ushered in podcasting. Yeah. Because I don't think it's as strong as it once was, in my opinion. Although I like the wagering now. I'm very happy doing that. Uh, I like talking topics and stuff like that. But I think that uh, because of, of technology, and Kevin, you all told me this, who worked for Doug Buffone. I yep. remember him telling me in the 90s, Mike. There's going to be this thing called the internet. Uh -huh. and you got to get into it early. And I'm saying, I was making a ton of dough. I go, Kevin, I don't know what you're talking about. Now I do. The guy was way ahead of his time. Doug Buffon was way ahead of his time when it came to stuff like that. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you, it's, uh, the industry's just blowing up and it's fragmented into a million pieces. Yeah, it has. And, you know, you, you were a guy that gambled on games way back when. You had a guy. There was a guy there. You knew it. So knew once it. once this gambling thing came along, you you fit perfectly into it because you've been doing this for a while. And there were other people that did. I never I never had a guy. I never had a Costa Rican account. None of that stuff. Um, but it just makes the game so much more interesting. Even even if you're just going to throw a couple dollars here, here Rodon's going to strike out six. 
you sit there and watch the game, you enjoy it a little bit more. That's all it is. It's a fun little thing as long as you can control yourself. Well, and there's been times that if you gamble 40, 50 years, you didn't control yourself. There's been times that's that you true. have controlled yourself. There's yep. no doubt about it. There's been times yep. I said, I got to take this much out of the bank. There's been times I got lucky and got this much. But you know what? The losses in the first 30, 40 years of my life far outweighed the wins. Then I decided to put together, I had to get back into the to the racket. I wanted to get back in. I yeah. had been, my first show was called the NFL Handicap Show in 1989. Mm-hmm. I handicapped uh, football on 1240 WSBC. I thought it was right around the corner. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how long it's taken, uh, but I was well versed on it. I've taken my lumps. I've taken my kudos in the Sun Times. I mean, I won 18 out of 19 one, one year. I won the championship couple times i've been uh in vegas i've been i was just on jt the brick show i think handicapping is being taken too lightly in a lot Mm -hmm. of areas Uh, i know the tv is just letting anybody make their picks i don't listen i love her you know sage Steele, right travis these are people that i like that i'll listen to every so often but i'm not going to take their advice on gambling i know what i'm doing carmen knows what he's doing Yep. Um, they're starting to see sites sprout up. Win Daily is 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 paying me a nice number to be under contract to them to actually make money podcasting. So, in my own home, come on, are you kidding? I know. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I can think of all the trouble I wouldn't have been in had we done radio from from home, but it wouldn't have been as much fun. It no. Was, it was so much fun to have like thirty people. Pulling in the same direction, sure. trying to make a winner out of something because we were told we weren't going to be a winner. Right. You know, same thing before Fox Sports Radio. You know, go over there and do some national radio for six years. Very blessed. And then Adam Delavan calls me and asks me to be on ESPN. Me and Baby thought it was a prank. We thought right. it was a prank. Sure. You know, and then it took nine months to get the whole thing together, but I was in no rush. And now I'm blessed, work with a great company, and uh, we're going to be appearing at, uh, a place I helped open at New Bourbon Street, uh, sure. the 21st with the fantasy yep. thing. And yep. Carmen and I and Prop Swap and the Luke Pergande and uh, the fantasy guys are going to be coming in. Field Yates. Yep. I mean, who doesn't want to meet Field Yates? Come on, Frank. Oh, everybody. You know come, on. I mean? yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. No, it's going to be great. And the fantasy. Yeah, the fantasy stuff is so big too, and that's big for the other. You know, a lot of people are into fantasy, but not into the the gambling on games and things like that. It's a completely different thing. Some people are yeah. so involved in the fantasy, and it's such a tough thing. Fantasy ba- baseball is the toughest because it's every single day your pitcher goes down, a guy goes on the IL, other things. And in, in the NFL, at least you got some time to figure it out during the course of the week. But like last year, a weird year for everybody. But they played bait. They played football last year on every day of the week. They even yeah. had a Friday game one time last year. That won't happen this year, thank goodness. Um, no. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on right now because I know you're an NBA guy. You love the NBA. Right. You love playing hoops. You always did. Right. And Lonzo Ball coming to the Bulls. Um, that happened just two hours ago. Uh, free Pick agency up, in the baby. NBA happened. And I don't ever want to hear from his dad, but I can't wait to see Lonzo Ball in the backcourt. Yeah, I watched him last year. I watched him. I'm not, you know, I don't know that much about him, to be honest with you, Fred. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I want Me to see him more. No, I don't think a lot of people do. They understand the name. They understand the father. I was not a fan of the father. I was not. Mm-mm. Still am not. He didn't have to do that. His kids were good enough. Let the kids do their talking. But 
you know what? Proof's in the pudding. So we'll see what happens. I like the fact that, you know, you got the kid in the middle, you know, and yeah. then you got Zach moving over. And, 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 and you know what? I've always said, if you can get a guy better than the guy on your team, okay, let's say Zach Levine, okay, let's say tomorrow we got the Greek freak. The Bulls would become better because their best player just dropped down to second, and now you sure. got a stud, sure. okay? I still love Milwaukee. I love what they're doing, but I like what the Bulls are doing. This guy, AK, he's, he, I can't pronounce the guy's name. You oh, that's okay. So, Nobody can. Right. So I'm not going to be, a, you know, I'm not, you know me, I'm just going to say it. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Anyway, he's doing a pretty good job. He seems to be pretty bright. Reinsdorf. Pulling a lot of the right levers lately with the Tony sure. Larusa hire. Uh, yep. We're finally getting rid of Gar and Pack. So, you know, I, I like what the Bulls are doing. Shake it up. Uh, get the fan base interested. And the East is there for the taking. What yes. I mean by that is, okay, Milwaukee could do it, but one injury knocks them out, and we know who that is. Mm-hmm. So the, the teams after them, they're okay. The Celtics were no big deal this year. No, nope. nope. You know, uh, the Pistons are still going to take a while. So, you know what? I like what the Bulls are doing. I really do. Yeah. You're, when, it, when it comes to the NBA nowadays, I, like I said, I'm not a fan. I'll watch every Bulls game, but I don't care about the rest of it. Do you no. do you watch the NBA because you like oh, yeah. the gambling of it or, do you, or because you like the play? Let me tell you something. I was cheering the other about three weeks ago, I don't know, the John Deere Classic. I had money on certain golfers <laughs> like it was the Masters. I mean, he almost hits a pedestrian. Some pedestrian was walking on a country road. And one of the – I mean, I was cheering golf from COVID. I discovered betting on golf. Mm-hmm. And it's not any system that I have, like I do in baseball, football, right. basketball, or hockey. And I don't play the soccer stuff or tennis. I don't know anything about it. I leave that up to the other experts. All I'm saying is, is that golf I'm, I'm almost addicted to. Uh, you know, on the Sunday, picking three, four golfers that got a chance to win plus 500 for this guy, plus 900. I've won a couple times like that with uh, Justin Thomas not that long ago and uh, John Lamb, who who came back the two putt ones. I won that, came back from nowhere with him. He started out at 16 to 1. So I'm hooked on golf. And I think all the sports are prospering because of gambling. And if sure. you're an owner, you've got to be saying, where were we 20 years ago? Or were we that head in the sand that no, now look at everybody. Look at what's going on. Now you got to be prudent. you got to treat it like a business because, you know what, it's no fun to ask the wife for 15 large. You know what I mean? No, it's not. No, especially when you don't have 15 large. You mm-hmm. might have three large, you know. And then the next thing you know, you're ducking like you're like you're the fugitive. You're ducking yeah. behind in your own hometown. You're 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 in a gangway. The light uh, knocking the light out. You know, hoping that they don't see you. You hear footsteps like you're in a film noir. Forget about it. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want some guy breathing heavily when he's not breathing heavily, but he sounds like he's breathing heavily. That's all I'm telling he's too you. Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a no, I... five guy. You're a 10 and 5 yeah. guy, so that's good. Yeah. 25, right. 10, 15. But I won the last the last golf major. I had I had Morikawa to finish in the top five. I had Rom to win. He didn't, but he finished in the top five. And I had another guy. I had I had three of the top five guys. And I told it I said it on the radio uh before the tournament started. I picked them and you know what? The end of the tournament, boom, got some money. That's nice. Wow. It's a nice thing to have, you know. 
And you can but do it at every every night. There's six. I got six games out in front of me at the MLB extra innings package. I didn't bet at any of them tonight. Yeah, I got, just I got the un, I got the under nine Philly Washington. It's only one to nothing in the fifth, but I got Washington on the run line plus one and a half. So it's a tight ball game. They're coming up in the bottom of the fifth. That's why I know all the teams. Sure, I knew them all since I was four. I had to watch the box scores. Gambling made me watch everything, made me judge the talent. I knew about Cutler coming from Denver that he wasn't going to work out because I watched him in Denver, Mm -hmm. and I bet him. And I said, wait a minute. They're not getting rid of a 26-year-old guy. And and so so just the NBA, I didn't bet a lot of the Pelicans. I didn't see a lot of Lonzo Ball. You know what I mean? So there's John Momola. Look at my guy. Rock. Rock got kids in their thirties now or something. I don't know. He's running stations. He's all over the place. It's amazing, yeah, isn't he it? Yeah. Why was he? Yeah, you know what? Like a title pound USA. Yeah, he did. Who knew Tampa, right? But and I was saying earlier when when I got to the station on a morning on a daily basis and I get to see Rock, yeah. Matt Weber, you, me, yeah. uh, and yeah. Maxfield, and then Jen walks yeah. in, bouncing in, and she's all happy about everything. It's like yeah. that was those those were the awesome days, and it's so nice to see everybody as we moved on. That show, that show was fun. Everybody moved on. Everybody's yeah. done a lot of good things, and I'll tell you what, the whole thing was great. I mean, we were like, uh, and it was a good mixture of people. Oh sure, well, and, and, and I, I, I couldn't believe when Rock became the PD. God bless him. I mean, my God. I know of all the guys, you know. I, he pushed I'm reading. Me. I'm, I'm reading things. Is, he pushed I'm, my envelope. You know, those were great. <laughs> We I'm reading. I'm reading things. That are, it's it, it's Rock Momola explaining uh, what how to do sports radio. I said, "Damn, he learned. He listened. He sat and he, sat, he picked up everything, which is awesome, and I love it. It's so great to see um, the the yep. football season. Well, we were talking a minute ago about um, watching the games, and that's how you got to know the players. For years, yep. we talked about fantasy football, and they all said, "Nah, fantasy football. We don't want to get into it. You can't do that stuff." Finally, now, hey, Spaceball's got a show here on 1252. Uh, Spaceball, along with the Mouse and Tarbill, they did a show yesterday, the world's best fantasy football show or fantasy show on Sunday mornings now. Space is into it. He's been doing this since 92. But that's how right. we knew all the players. We knew the games right. because we watched the players. I went to Gleason. I say, okay, we got high school days with Bob Sacco Sakamoto on Fridays, but we do <laughs> We have all. Yep. We have NASCAR. I had NASCAR. I said, "Listen, you got to let me do a half an hour of fantasy football." I don't know about that. And then Schwartzy was a big fantasy football guy. Yep, yep. It's gonna be the greatest. It's gonna be outstanding. We're gonna make nothing but money. And he was right about it. He Except sure was. He didn't make all the money he did. So <laughs> I ended up doing a half an hour. Um. What was the name of it? I forget it, but it was me and and we did a half an hour of fantasy football, and it was kick ass. It right. was kick ass. But that was pushing it back then, 92, sure. 93, 94, sure. 95. It yeah. was in the infancy. So yeah. now, if you got a good product, you can make a lot of money off it, and that's what a lot of stations are doing. But I still think gambling's got to be expanded because that. Instant gratification. When you go to the races, you want to bring money back that day. Sure. I know. But, and you know what? I always had the conflict between handicappers and fantasy. Jesse Rogers, he's in my basement one night. We're watching the game. He needs a touchdown. 
to, to only lose by two touchdowns. Okay, I'm giving them more to, to team. I got the other way with the bet. I don't want this guy to score, but I got more than 25 bucks on the game. <laughs> we got the whole group down there yelling at him, but that's the deal. Yeah. It's hard to do both. It's hard to be to bet the spread and everything, and also play fantasy football. It really is. Yeah, it it's is. real hard. It's, it's real hard. Be, because you're so involved in the gambling aspect, do you get a right. chance to enjoy watching the White Sox play this year? Oh, listen, my system has hardly picked the White Sox this year. They're okay. fooling everybody. Yeah, They're fooling everybody. If you pick the White Sox and the Giants this year, every day you're making money. Those are the two surprise teams. Those should be your two manager of the years right now, LaRusso and Gabe Kapler. Okay. I, 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 but, but I see that the White Sox, and I heard you say it earlier, we were having a heart attack in 2005. They had right. a 15-16 game lead. And they almost blew it. That would have been a disaster. So Mm -hmm. we're not out of the woods. You're talking about pitchers that we got that came in with that big momentum. They all picked up momentum together. But Keiko's looked okay. Uh, Rodon's looked all right. I think Giolito's getting his mojo back. Lance Lynn is the, the guy that looked at the beginning of the year sort of like Sutcliffe did. When he came to the Cubs in 84, sure. you've never seen a better pitcher in the second half, 16 and one, unbelievable fastball off speed stuff. Lynn was looking like that. Now he's falling off a little bit, but it was great to see Kimbrough. You talked about what the Cubs did class organization, including keep, keeping Kimbrough at home because he's got a child that has a heart ailment. Okay. Right. And he right. didn't have to move. So I think that's classy. The Cubs came away pretty damn clean in this whole thing. They're going back to the contact. I think Jed Hoyer, I think Jed Hoyer's done a good job. I think he threw those. I was happy to see him throw those three under the bus a little bit. So was I. You know, oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. But I could have signed. Yeah, you're crying because you could have signed an extension that maybe would have gotten you more than you're going to get. Now, I think Bryant's going to make his money. Rizzo's perfect for New York. I think they're going to get their money eventually. But I think the contract stuff took him down. And I think that Jed Hoyer thought, we're not going to win with these guys again. Why waste our right. time? Right. Why well, waste look, look. Plus, it was no help that they got rid of Darvish and Schwarber, and they could have signed Castellanos. And Rickett has a team that was was 100 He bought the team for under a billion, and it's worth $3.35 billion, Fred. Sure. In 12 years, it's like three times what it was worth. So I don't want to hear he's got money props. I really don't. No. You drive past that area, you don't even recognize it. It's unbelievable. There's buildings everywhere. I go, where's the ballpark? I go, holy Christ, it's everywhere. There's stuff, big buildings, hotels, restaurants, everything. Listen, I'm playing pool and raised bleachers. I was 18 years old, half sure. three sheets to the wind, having the time of my life. It was a shack with a pool table in the middle. Right. With 20 stools right across from Wrigley. Bernie's. They were not, they were barge, just regular. Now they're brick brick buildings, and, you know, you got terraces, awning, automatic awnings, the whole yeah. thing. But I just want Cup fans to know you're a big market team. I didn't have a – look, the last five years seemed like 10 to me with this team. You, yeah. They were supposed to do it, and they didn't do it. The last time they did it was 2016. I thought they were going to win another one. But I also was reminded when I was on uh, – Fox Sports Radio the other day, I made a prediction that easily they could be the 85 Bears, and it looks like that's what yeah. they turned out to be. Yeah, that's you know? amazing. So, yeah, before I yeah. let you go. Um, Are we done? 
Well, almost. To be once I remember this. Uh, oh. Yeah. Listen, so Justin Fields, the Bears trade up, yes. they get a quarterback. All of fame. All now, of fame. Andy Dalton, now Andy Dalton's going to be the guy unless somebody gets hurt. Um, so what do you Lennon's think? going to be the guy. Foles was going to be the guy. Yeah. And then. I know. Trubisky. Hey, Trubisky's 29-21 as a starter. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Hey, Trubisky's got 64 <laughs> touchdowns, 36 interceptions. That's not acceptable. He's, a, no. he's being successful. 10,000 yards passing, you say? And we sat him, and he came back and made the playoffs twice in four years? It's time to let him loose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So now we got Andy Dalton. I think right. Allen Robinson's the most important there. Sure. I don't think Justin Fields is important to this year. If he is, no. he won't be around after next year. If he plays, if he starts, it was fixed from the beginning, just like they had the Foles, uh, uh, you know, the situation with Trubisky after game three. Right. It was all set right. up. So uh, I think Allen Robinson is huge for this team. He had 102 yeah. catches last year. His over-under is 92 and a half. It seems easy to take the over. Sure does. Unless there's an injury. If he gets hurt or if something were, was to bother him, who do they have? They have nobody at wide receiver that's worth a damn that can block downfield. Mooney is a James Scott type guy. Five foot nothing, 100 and nothing. Oh, but you know, he can catch the ball better than James Scott, though. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, guys like him, he got hit out of bounds last year. He thought he was in a car wreck. I mean, he's not that big a guy. <laughs> right. Uh, I think the defense is so important. We're ignoring them. Is Matt? Mac said, thank you, Mac. I thought I was seeing things. I see stuff pro football focus. Six best rusher last year. What games are they rushing? I don't what know. What games are they watching? I don't I see know. all these stats. <laughs> and I'm, I saw a stat today. Trubisky was 1-13 uh, for plus uh, on plus 25-yard goals. Who cares? He threw 300 passes. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had a 67% deal. Yeah. We can't be picky with this team. Let's get the wins. Look at the White Sox. Do we care what they're hitting? Do we no. kill it? Well, not yet. I know you're mad yeah. about Anderson. You should be playing better. You, yeah. That's your job to break it down. Why sure. are they losing? But to me, if they're winning, I have no problem. When they're losing to Kansas City, three and three to two is when I have the problem, uh, Fred. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too with Mac. I've been talking about that because the last two years, um, fantasy yeah. football focus or football focus, they keep saying how. Khalil Mack had the best. I go, are you watching the games? I mean, he doesn't get to anybody. He's one of those almost. I almost got to the guy. He was a defensive MVP that used to take three guys to block him. Right. These days are done. Yeah. They're done. And if I hear one more person say, if I hear one more person say, well, you know, he got double teamed to triple teamed. That's what good guys do. Do you think J.J. Watts man-to-man coverage? No. They, They double and triple team these guys, and they figure out how to beat it. There's a great picture in Sports Illustrated. Now, the Dick Allen picture is the famous one. Oh, the best. Red thing. Yeah. The best. But there's another picture, if you could see it. Maybe Fred could bring it up now. Paul Horning's running with the ball, and there's three Packers in front of him, and Butkus has all four of them. <laughs> like this. Like this. Yeah. He was quadruple teamed. Yeah. Okay, ask Doug. Doug goes, yeah. I was always black one-on-one, little buddy. But the Buckus had the two, three guys coming at him and this and that and hitting him after the bag and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, Mac needs to have a big year, and Rokon Smith needs to keep playing like he's been playing. Yeah, he does. There's no doubt. Uh, the people that are going to the fantasy football convention, they'll get a chance to see you and Carmen, and they, people can always hear you on Fridays. They can hear you. 
with your uh, with uh, Odds Couple. You're also on the, right. the ESPN site. You're everywhere. I got them all, Fred. Bar, bar room, you know that. Aldo Gandia. Yep. One Daily with Johnny Jansen. These are all good people. But Ben, it's always my friend. You know I love you. We love you. You look like you're in El Lopez's rumpus room. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, it looks great back there. Who would think you were a Sox fan? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but, right? Well, one of these days, my girl and I, we drove up to Lake Geneva a while back. We took 47, so we drove right past your place. So one of these days, we're going to come up and give you a call. And we'll go to that brewery right off 47, whatever the name of it is. More, more, more brewing. It's called yeah, more they brewing. Got, they got food there. We'll go eat. I'll have a diet yep. coke and watch, and watch the years go by. <laughs> I'll see you, Fred. Mike, love it as always. Thanks a lot. Mike Take North, care, the best. You can't miss Mike North. And, again, you can find him if you're following Twitter. It's at North to North, and it's North to, the number two, North, and uh, so much fun. Again, uh, some of the best times I had in radio. I worked with Murph for five years. I worked with North for four years. People said, how do you work mornings? I said, are you kidding me? I said, I'm home by 11 o'clock every day. They said, yeah, but you have to get up early. I said, yeah, 2.30. No traffic in, no traffic home. Home by 11, take a nap, watch games till 10.30, sleep for four hours, two hours in the afternoon. It was the best. It was it was one some of my favorite years, and um, the money was nice, but getting up every day, I never, ever said, oh, I can't believe I got to get up and go to work. 2.30, boom, up, showered, gone, out the door, could not wait to talk about sports. There's nothing better than morning sports radio. Hood and cap, got it, that's great, 7 to 10. There's nothing better than morning sports radio because you get to react. You're the first people that get to react to what happened the night before. It is so awesome. I think me and Brian Hanley had a chance this past Saturday because we got to react to all of the trades and the trade deadline in baseball. That was a lot of fun. Um, we come back, we're going to talk about beer. And uh, I love talking about beer. But before we do that, quick message from our sponsors as I enjoy one right here. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. So many good breweries, so much good beer out there, and that was one of the reasons. Again, I've said this before, but when Fat Mike asked me, he goes, would you love to get you on our 1252 Sports Network and doing a show? And I said, I'll talk sports, but I got to be able to talk beer because I said, those are the two things I know. Um, my wife had told me for years and years, she goes, you know beer, you know soccer. Why don't you do a show with beer and soccer? I said, ah, it's not that easy. Plus, I was lazy. So now, to be honest, ever since COVID started, because of Zoom, because of StreamYard and, and things like this, it's a lot easier to do podcasts and things like this. And I enjoy it every single Monday. 
cannot wait to get on and talk about sports and talk about beer that I've enjoyed over the last couple of days, beer I've enjoyed for the last several years. And we're going to continue to do that right now as um, my guy, Charles St. Clair, is going to join us from Black Horizon Brewing. Charles, how are you doing today? What's going on, buddy? Well, I can hear you this time. It's a lot better than last time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, a lot better. I'm, I'm completely intimidated right now. I just want to let you know I do not have an encyclopedic knowledge of sports. So if, if we go down that sports uh, hole, rabbit hole, I'm, nope. I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, uh, uh. No, we're sticking uh, with stuff you know. We're sticking with beer. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I worked on a Saturday night. I did White Sox pre and post game. I said, I got to get this game over with because I got to get to the fourth anniversary of Black Horizon Brewing. I got there just in time. I talked to you guys. I wasn't sure if you all remembered. I talked oh, I remember to you. I remember because I promised <laughs> yes. to, be, to be on the show. <laughs> it was, you know, you know when, when you guys started Black Horizon four years ago, a little more than four years ago now, what were your, what were your hopes for Black Horizon? That someone would walk in the door. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that 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 some and, and they and they would come back and walk in the door again and again and again and again. Mm -hmm. That's that I'd say that that was that was my only hope. You'll have to ask yeah. Kevin and Alex what they think, but uh, that was that was truly my own uh, only hope uh, was to get repeat business. To hope that we made beer that was good enough for uh, repeat business. <clears throat> How surprised are you? I mean, there are. Just within, I'm in Downers. I'm just off 75th and Lamont. From where I'm at, if you put a circle around, like a two-mile circle, there's like five to six breweries. And it seems like all of them have done very well. How surprised are you that there's enough beer drinkers to to support all of these breweries? Well, I, I, I look at it I look at it this way. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, uh, what, what, is, is the competition tough or whatever? I'm like, it's not really competition. Right. I mean, because even if you threw three more breweries in the area, that that's fine because those three breweries draw people into the area, and 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 it just and like you said, there's at least five or six breweries there, so that creates like a, a cyclone, like a whirlwind of of uh, brewery hopping. Mm -hmm. So you know, people people are like, well, since I'm here at uh, Miskatonic, I'm gonna go over to Skeleton Key. Well, since I'm yeah. at Skeleton Key, I'm gonna go to Black Horizon or Imperial Oak or Pollyanna or you know Whiskey Hill, any of those. And and it just happens, and it just they spin around and around. And a brewery introduces a new beer, so people get drawn to that brewery for the new beer, and they say, oh, what you know, what is uh, Imperial Oak head? Let's let's go over there. So it it just draws people to our area. It kind of almost makes us a little little quasi beer mecca in the southwest suburbs over here. Oh, it's great, too. I mean, I tell people, they said, people keep saying, they said, why did you come into the city? I said, ah, I don't need to right now. I mean, there's so many here. And with the way you guys and everybody else has new beers coming out, there's no real reason to do all that stuff. You mentioned Kevin and Alex, and the three of you guys have been together since the start, correct? Correct. You're correct. Yeah. And um, who's the one that does most of the brewing? Alex. Alex okay. is there. Uh, Alex is there full time. So yeah, him and uh, now, we have an assistant brewer, Derek. Who uh, did Alex there. come from Miskatonic? Alex worked uh, front bar at Miskatonic, so okay. he wasn't he wasn't actively brewing there. So he was just working there while we were getting the project going. He was at Whole Foods before that. So okay, yeah. what made you want to get involved in this? Um, 
Well, I, I, I started out, actually, it used to be like a, a straight vodka drinking guy. And uh, okay. you know, I think I've still told this story like a million times, people have asked me, but I, I don't mind telling. And, and um, I used to go to a place in Chicago, um, a, a club in Chicago back in the days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called the Funky Buddha Lounge. Okay. Right on, um, I think that's Grand Avenue, right there. Grand, the, the big six corners intersection, Grand Milwaukee. And I know Austin. exactly where it's yeah. at. Yeah. So right, yeah, right right, next to, I think the Dawson is there now, and Funky Buddha Lounge is right next door. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, so hanging out there, I, I, I drank beer, and it was like Miller Lite, whatever, blah, blah, sure. blah. I drank I drink my vodka drink, which was effing black cherry on the rocks, two lemon wedges, always the same thing. Okay. So I, I, I just want to try something new and, and I'm looking in the cooler and, you know, there's this really cool bottle that I see and it's, it's Chimay. And yeah. I'm like, well, let, let me give that a try, sir. And, uh, and from then on, I was hooked on Belgians. And so, you know, over the years, I, I just, you know, expanded my, and no pun intended, horizons when it came, uh-huh. to, when it came sure. to beer. And, um, I, I just started trying other beers. Uh, found the Fan du Monde, which is uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite beers. I used to, used to, I used to drink that after playing soccer on Saturday afternoons with my buddies at at a small bar on Division Street. So it it, it we, it's just goes so way back. And, and so and there's this opportunity. Got, oh, yeah, go and small bars got a ton of huge beers too. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're, they've been yeah. one of they're, they were one of the beers, the bars that actually got a lot of people into it. Now, believe it or not, I've not been there, but I know everybody says, how have you not been there? I mean, like in the city, that's the place to go. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. just, just drinking beers there. And then, you know, fast forward. Oh my gosh. How, how many years was that? 10 years. Uh, I, this opportunity comes up and, and I had the money at the time. So I was like, Okay, sure. Let's let let's do this. I I thought I wanted to own a bar, and um, so this is the closest thing to it. And I found out in the end, I don't want to own a bar. I want to own a tap room because once you once you get liquor involved, it's a completely different crowd. So yeah, you know that's well, that's just my that's just my opinion. But um, I love owning a tap room. Somebody told me years ago. They said you don't want to own a bar. You want to own a uh, a store. So people come in, buy the stuff, and leave. With the tap room, it's perfect because they can have a beer or two, and then what they like, they can buy from behind the bar and leave with that. I know I've done that numerous times. About six months ago when I saw you, you guys had a, um, oh, I don't know if it was a Hefeweizen or something, but then you told me that you had a Kolsch. I said, damn it, now i got to buy more. <laughs> and that was a per- it was perfect timing for me because I wanted to try that also. And um, that's the perfect part because sometimes when people walk in, your big board up there, you're not 100% sure what you're going to see when you walk in. And I think that's what gets the beer drinkers too. You walk in and we look and say, okay, I know you've got your IPA. I know you've got this. I know you've got the sugar bomb. But what else do you have? And obviously the day of the uh, of your anniversary, you guys were throwing up a bunch of different things. And I ended up getting the uh, Key Lime Pie IPA. And when I told you I had it, you said, oh, that's right. We just hope we just poured that one last. And it was really good. And then I had the um, the Sonic Artifacts, the collaboration with Metal Monkey was the yes, last one I yes. had. That was tremendous. Uh, people, are, people, are that beer. Huh? people are loving that beer. 
Yeah, it's really, really good with Centennial and Citra hops. And that was that was very, very good and tasty, especially after I'd been working. And But everybody else had such a great time at that place and so many different anniversaries. I was just in another anniversary the other day at uh, Goldfinger and their anniversary for the one year. And um, it's just yeah, such they, a great thing. They call that the, their lagerversary. Yeah, yeah, it's their lagerversary. I had to buy a shirt and every I keep running out so many times. I wanted to buy one of their... Um, Oktoberfest shirts last year and I was too late so I did it online and picked it up on Saturday when I was out there but um, a lot of people when last year with everything that happened in the city and all the other things it seemed like there were a lot of people getting you on TV with the the black is beautiful beer and everything else there was I knew there was vice district that used to be on state or Wabash uh, um, they were on um, Michigan Michigan. Okay. Yeah. There was every time I walked past there it was early because I was doing a Bears pregame show down the street and they weren't open yet. They have closed, but there are not any other black owned breweries in the area, are there? Well, okay. You've got Inglewood Brewing, but you know, they, they okay. have the whole thing with their, their landlord. And so uh, they're, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. We actually just did a collaboration with, with them, Skeleton right. Key and Whiskey Hill for, um, a beer that's uh, going to be distributed uh, nationwide and that we're going to be pouring at uh, the Barrel and Flow Fest in September out in uh, Pittsburgh. And that's, uh, you guys were telling me that night, uh, the night of the anniversary, that's going to be uh, a festival with Black-owned breweries from around the country, correct? Yes, yes, you are correct. And and arts and crafts. So it's it's, that's just, great. it's supposed to be uh, pretty huge. So I'm, I'm yeah. really, I'm I'm going. So, we're, and Kevin Kevin's going too. So we're going to be pouring beer there so i'm really really looking forward to it my brother's going and uh, my buddy brian's going so it ought to be a fun weekend oh it'll be awesome it'll be so cool and, and it's, it's weird too because like i said uh when i was at black horizon um when i'm at black horizon or if i'm at goldfinger or somewhere else i know there's a lot of white people <laughs> is, it, is it just that there's not a lot of beer drinking in the black society. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out because I, I kept I, trying I, to say the other day at Goldfinger, I saw people from almost eight to 80 and I'm saying, give me somebody, Where's somebody the in the neighborhood, stop by by. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually, that's, that's not the case. Uh, we, we I had a, um, a, a group in, um, when was that? Saturday. I was working on okay. Saturday. And so, I, I made sure to stop by their table, and uh, uh, some of them were in for, from Portland. Some, uh, two, a couple were in from Portland, and a couple were, were in from the South Side. African American beer drinkers. That's they said, "Hey, you know, we heard you're uh, one of the black-owned breweries in in the state. We wanted to come and, and support you." Uh, Friday night, I had some lovely uh, young ladies uh, sitting at the bar having uh, uh, some beers. Um, pretty much, they hung out for for uh, quite a bit, and they, yeah. they were they were awesome. They were from Bolingbrook, so. You know, it's 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 just demographics, and you know, um, the, the the beer drinkers are out there. The there's you know Facebook groups, and uh, I, I, we we get them coming in all the time. It's just you know population wise. I got in, you in this area. You know, Hinsdale, Bolingbrook, you know, right. Darien, Willowbrook. Uh, my peoples are not a large part of the population. Well, yeah, and I, I I get there, and I I was sitting there with my girlfriend the other day, and I said, "There's so many people here 
And it, I don't know if sometimes if they don't all, if everybody doesn't know about it, because to be honest, there's a lot of times when there's breweries, if you don't search, seek it out, you're not going to know. Like you mentioned about people coming in, you wanted someone to come in the door and then come in again. How do you guys go about find, you know, letting people know you're there? Is it's, it all word of mouth? It's, it was, it's mostly actually word of mouth. And, um, you know, you know, we, we, well, I'm saying, you know, but we, we do really small distributions because we have a small right. brew house. So, um, we, we, we're beer miscuous, uh, downtown, bitter pops downtown, mm -hmm. uh, orange and brew out in Downers Grove. So, it, and, but otherwise we're just making, hope, hopefully making a quality product. And people are like, oh, I didn't know you guys are here. This is fantastic beer. I was like, well, you know what? Just do us a favor. Tell, tell all your friends. But yeah. if you hated it, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's, it's funny, too, because people always ask me. They said, what have you had that you didn't like? I said, I don't tell anybody if I had something that I didn't like it. And I, I, even on Untapped back in the day, people said, why are you giving everybody fours and fives? I said, because everyone's making beer that they think is good. I'm not going to tell some, I'm not going to say because I didn't like it. Maybe someone else does, you know? So I, I never say if, if a beer is bad, I give it a, tr I give it another shot. There was a brewery near my hometown in Berwyn, in Cicero Berwyn that I tried and I, tr everything I tried, I didn't like, but I talked to four or five other people. And they said, you got to go back. You must've just had a bad day or something else, or maybe what you ate with it didn't taste good. Yeah. Uh, try it again. And, um, that's the nice part because every single brewery has has people that will um, vouch for it. I mean, I tell the story. I was starting to tell it a couple weeks ago, but you couldn't hear me. Um, three years ago, my wife's family was having Easter. I worked, and I knew I was an hour and a half early. I said, I'm going to go to Black Horizon for a couple beers. You were the only guy there. So you and I sat. We talked. I had two beers. and It made Easter go a lot quicker after I had a couple of beverages. And that's that, that's the nice part just getting in and getting to meet these people and we've talked so many times on this show about the whole community and what the community does and i know so many people have been doing stuff for skeleton key after the, the tornado took their roof off and that but you guys are doing a tornado relief fundraiser and it's for the area is it for the area of willowbrook yeah yeah it's well it's for the willowbrook you know the, just the area in general wherever the, okay. the you know the uh, tornado affected so yeah, that's it. it's just for the area in general. We're not going to just stick to one town, right? Well, that's coming up on August eighth, and you got. I looked at the list. You got bands. You, you're going to have beers. You guys have any special beers for the day, or is it just whatever you're cranking out or whatever? Yeah, Alex I, think it'll, it, I think it'll be whatever we have on on tap. Alex may um, put together something special at you know you know um, over in, during this week. We got a, yeah. we got a, but we got a big packaging day on the fourth over at Whiskey Hill. Um, so yeah, we, we got a whole bunch of irons in the fire. Also, we're, we're picking up some gin barrels at Koval cause we're going to throw some beer in gin barrels again. So that's nice. That's going to go on this week too. So yeah. So yeah, we'll see what we can uh, throw out there. That might be special. We also do still have some, uh, black is beautiful. Some of our barrel aged black is beautiful in cans. We do have a, okay. a little bit, a little bit of that left. So uh, come and grab those up. Before you now, with with, with the black not. is beautiful. Was there was there one basic recipe and everybody else could do their own little thing with it? Yes, exactly. Yep, it was a it was an imperial um, stout, and you could tweak it um, to to your you know liking. And so how we, many? So, so we did some flaked rye in there, and um, with the barrel barrel aged version, uh, we added little marshmallow, little dark chocolate to it. So it's just 
phenomenal. How many different breweries did their own spin on those on Black and um, Beautiful? Uh, I'm know? thinking like 1,200 worldwide. Oh, my maybe. God. Okay. And they all use the I, I, same I'm can, different. though, right? So it was identifiable. Yeah, all, all the same label, yes. All the, all okay. the same label. Yeah. And, and, you may, and some of the cans had a... Which which charity they were donating to on the side of it? Cool, cool. So, That's yes. awesome. And it's and and the beer drinkers get it. I, it was funny. I don't know if it was you or someone else talking about uh, all the old white guys coming in asking for black is beautiful. Uh, yeah, that was me. That was uh, that was that was one of my quotes in in one of uh, the articles that, that uh, one of the many articles that that was done. Yeah, well, I've been one of those old white guys asking for it because you know you get an imperial stout and everybody all the stuff you just mentioned barrel age and with marshmallow and everything else. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's right down um, my alley because I love people ask me, what's your favorite beer? I said, I can't give you, I can give you a style, but I'll drink everything. I'm drinking the, the skeleton key migratory today. You know, I may have something else later on. Um, it's whatever I end up getting. And I love tasting them all. I love getting your IPAs. I remember getting your 10th, and 11th, I think you're up to 18 now, right? Uh, we're up to 19. We're on 19 okay. right now. I got to get back out there. Uh, Charles, fun as always. It's all, it's actually even better to hear you uh, this time than it was yes. last time. Yes, sorry, much better. Sorry for the technical difficulties. But you did say, well, was it your fault? You did say you, you played soccer. So you were, are you a soccer guy at all? Do you follow soccer or oh, just play? I, I, I played it and I, I, I sometimes follow it. I watched a lot of the um, – the the champions league um finals but sure. um yeah it, i just got so many irons in the fire and i'm i'm trying not to get up that early to watch you know the know. epo uh and and I all know. that early soccer but yeah I, I just played it most of my life and you know the knees said hey sorry buddy we're done here so i i, I, I so miss it i, I yeah. truly truly miss playing yeah, it's a fun sport. I mean, I, I wish a lot of other people in this country would give it a shot. It's kind of like hockey. Uh, it wasn't started here, so people don't accept it. Um, but I never did either. And in 1990, I gave it a shot. And at that point, I was I was even old then. Uh, but I gave it a shot. And I've been a huge fan ever since. And uh, eventually, I will, I'll be able to get up Saturdays and Sundays and just watch soccer instead of going to work on Saturdays and Sundays. But that's a whole other story. You're not retiring anytime soon. Don't. Uh, I don't know. I, to, in order to hit all the breweries, you can't work all the time. Or is it the other way around? You got to work in order to hit all the breweries. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Charles, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll be seeing you soon. Fred, my pleasure. Talk to you okay. soon. Okay. Charles St. Clair from Black Horizon Brewing. Get on out there in Willowbrook. It's just off 83 and 75th Street. If you're on 83 going north or south, Go east on 75th, the first stop sign, make a right, and you're right there. It's right around the corner in an industrial area. A lot of the breweries in industrial areas because they need the room to put their tanks and everything else. And they've got a parking lot there, and uh, they also can park in other spots near the Target and everything else. Uh, really great to have Charles on. His guys, Kevin and Alex, uh, had a great time stopping by there for the fourth anniversary. I want to talk a little bit more beer real quick because I did mention – Goldfinger had their first lagerversary, and I'm glad that Charles corrected me because uh, it was their first lagerversary because um, Goldfinger makes lagers, pilsners. They had a Polish pilsner, which was awesome. It was very, very good. It was light, very good. Then uh, I want to say it's a Grozinski, it was called. It was a smoky beer, and I had my girlfriend Linda taste it. I said before she even got it to her mouth, she said she could smell the smoke. It was very tasty, only 32 
but it was very, very good. Had a great time. Pierogi truck, a tamale truck, a lot of fun at Goldfinger for all the people that came by. And by the way, congratulations to Thomas and his lovely wife, Allison, on the birth of their daughter, Vivian. We saw Allison walking around and I said, you didn't? She goes, no, I had the baby two days ago. And she goes, she's in the back. She goes, I couldn't stay home with knowing that all the people were here for our anniversary. So uh, I bought a shirt. Can't wait. It's great. I love the um, I love the loggers. I love the Pilsners. So much fun. Um, the Skeleton Key, um, Skeleton Key Brewing Strong Relief Day at Miskatonic. If you're a beer fan in this area, the odds are you were there. Uh, it was Monday, July 26th. We had an awesome time. So much fun. I got there just for a little while, had a chance to see uh, Vicky, the general manager over at Skeleton Key, and also uh, Paul Slayton. Everybody had a great time raising money for Skeleton Key. They're still cranking out the beers, as I mentioned. The Migratory, so good. One of the first beers I had from them was the Migratory, and um, it's still still very, very tasty. Let's get to a What's Up Fred's Can before we get too late here. Well, maybe it's just because you're ugly. Ugly? You gotta be kidding me. Oh, come on! Time for What's Up Fred's Can on 1252 Sports Chicago. When people ask me, what is your favorite sport? I tell them without delay, I say baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I love the White Sox, as you can see behind me. Um, Mike North actually gave me this chair. Mike and BB gave me this chair. It says World Champions 05. Um, I love baseball. Football is second. And soccer is right there. It'd be 1, 2, and 2A. Two I love soccer. Um, I know. My friends are rolling around right now. But. The NFL starts their preseason games Thursday. The Hall of Fame game, if I'm not mistaken, is Thursday night. And the Chicago Bears preseason is going to be interesting because we're going to get a chance to see Justin Fields play. But I can't stand preseason games. We look forward to them, and we get excited. And then 10 minutes into the first preseason game, we say, okay, that's enough. I don't need to see anymore. The NFL should get right now they have three preseason games because they added another regular season games they have 17 games this year instead of 16 which was stupid in my opinion um so they took away one preseason game so they the bears have two home preseason games one road preseason game they should cut it down to two and they should eventually eliminate it i know people say how can you play a season without preseason none of the regulars play the only thing the preseason does is weed out some of the other guys. You could probably do that in camp. You could probably do that playing scrimmages with other teams and not having preseason games where guys can get hurt. Nobody wants to go to a preseason game unless they can't get tickets for the regular season. Oh, and then let the people go. I understand that, but it's really difficult to watch. I love watching Adam Amin do the games. I think he's doing them again for the uh, Bears preseason. That's awesome. But bring on Joniak and Thayer. Bring on the Bears. Bring on the regular season. They open the regular season Sunday night against the Rams. And um, cannot wait for that. 
but that's what's up my can. Now, I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, August 2nd, very, very special day for me. 40 years ago today, I threw the biggest party of my life because 40 years ago today, um, I got married to my lovely wife, Pat, and was married for 38 years. Two years ago, Pat passed away from ovarian cancer. But August 2nd is always the day I will remember. Not only because it was my marriage, not only because I loved her for years and years, always did. But we threw the biggest party we would ever throw. 275 people. I posted some pictures on my Facebook page. If you watch this on Facebook, you may have seen them. All my buddies, my brothers, my brother-in-law, uh, all my friends from high school. And um, it was awesome. Best party. It was my It was my favorite wedding, I guess I can say that. I enjoyed my wedding. I always knew that everybody, people say, oh, sometimes there's so much going on. You can't do this, can't do that. No, I made sure I enjoyed my wedding. My brother, Timmy, he put his his spoon through three glasses, just clanging glasses because nobody else was. They were all eating. You know, you marry uh, my family, uh, German and Bohemian. The Bohemians were there. They were eating and eating. And the one, the only regret I have about my wedding day my wife, Pat, and I, we opened up the sweet table. We shared a piece of sweets. And then I got some purple frosting on my white tuxedo. And I went and cleaned it off. And when I came back, the entire sweet table was gone. And there were people, there were ladies, aunts, cousins, whatever, with plates of sweets that they were taking home with them. And I didn't get any because I got something on my tuxedo. So I was telling my wife, it was probably our first argument, married argument. We'd been married for like four hours. And I said, I'm going to go to that table and take some of those sweets. And she goes, you can't do that. I said, come on, we paid for a sweets table. I got none. She goes, you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, one of my memories from my wedding. And um, yeah, and uh, we stopped at the cemetery today. I'm moving forward. Uh, I think most people that follow me on Facebook know I have a girlfriend. We're building a house. Everything's going well. But, uh, yeah, August 2nd will always be a day I remember fondly. And uh, anybody who was at the wedding and at the reception knew it was quite a party. We had a great, great time. So until next week, uh, thanks to Mike North, my guy. And thanks to Charles St. Clair from Black Horizon Brewing. If you get a chance, head on over to Black Horizon Brewing. They still have some of the Black is Beautiful, the Barrel Age, Black is Beautiful, with marshmallow? Come on. How do you say no to that? Get out over there as soon as you can. We'll talk a lot more about some of the other breweries next week. We'll do some more sports talk next week. Um, Vicky's saying hi, and that's nice because uh, it's without without Vicky, I wouldn't have known all these people. Vicky, I say it before. Vicky, Chet Brett, Justin Maynard introduced me to almost everybody I know in the beer industry. And uh, if they didn't, they were people I ran into because I knew those people. So uh, nice to see all of them. Uh, have a great, great Monday night. Have a great week, a great rest of the week. Cubs and Sox play each other Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field. We'll talk about it a lot next Monday right here on Hubes Views and Brews. Don't forget again, the new, um, the debut yesterday, the world's best fantasy show. It's going to be on Sunday, Spaceball, the Mouse, Tarbell. They all do it. Check it out. You can also check out Fat Mike Sports Show on uh, Wednesdays. And uh, all of it, you can find it on YouTube, on Twitch, on Spotify. Just look for the uh, 1252 Sports Chicago 
uh, platform and find it all there. That's where you can find these shows uh, each and every day. Um, so thanks a lot for tuning in. I got this, and then there's going to be more beers to come. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Have a great, great night. Thank you.